my model for how I think teams work isn't a top-down model. I mean, certainly there is always a component of, you know, what's the North Star that we're heading towards and creating that vision. Mm-hmm. But how, you know, how people get engaged, feel taken care of, but also able to contribute is a key aspect. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Angela Fox with Fox Gloves and founding CEO of Crystal City Bid. It's Angela. It's awesome to have you on the show. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you. No problem. I'm great to have you here. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Angela so you can hear about all the awesome things that she has been able to accomplish. In graduating from Georgia Tech in 1991 with the highest honors in electrical engineering, Angela Fox has been asked how she moved from such a technical education with early roles in corporate systems and strategy into a life where she is transforming companies and communities, building cultural facilities and serving as a catalyst for change and a role model for impact and meaning in every area she touches. The answer is simple. At engineering school, she learned to solve problems. The more complex the issue, the more elegant the solution. She walked away with a co-op student's awareness that there are many areas where a creative mind is key, that molds are meant to be broken, and that there is no situation that cannot be made better. As a CEO of the Crystal City Business Improvement District, BID, she was asked to create an organization that would change the way people see, perceive, and experience Crystal City. In a very short time and at a nationally recognized level, she did just that. From a long-standing belief that the area was a concrete canyon that no one would visit without an appointment to the short list for Amazon's HQ2, as well as a winner of the International Downtown Association's Pinnacle Best in Business Award because of her strategic implementation of competitive programs, as well as her ability to engage and infuse energy into the community as a whole. So whether launching Verizon.net, introducing new programs at Cultural Tourism DC, or building an award-winning new theater in downtown DC, she is dedicated to her community as honored to be forever a rambling wreck from Georgia Tech. Angela, I appreciate having you on. Are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? I am absolutely ready to speak to the IMCEO community. Awesome, awesome. So what I want to do is just hear a little bit more about what I call your CEO story and what led you to start your business. Sure. So it's really interesting, though, because one of the things in the bio... When we wrote this, it was we were the sh- in the shortlist for Amazon, and actually now we won. Exactly, congratulations! Uh, and so it's been quite a week on that front, you know, and just uh, you know watching Arlington Economic Development and what they did in that, and that was just phenomenal. So that is so exciting, and our area is about to transform all over again. So uh, you know, it's my parents kind of liken to say that I was probably a CEO from about the time I was five. <laughs> At one point, I was doing a birthday party, and I had twenty five, like the whole kindergarten class coming for you know, and people were asking. My mom, are you worried? And mom's like, no, no, Angie's like this. <laughs> Little activities all over the place. And so, um, you know, just, you know, I, I have loved transforming systems and having an impact. You know, and I got to do some very interesting things at Georgia Tech, but it was very interesting being a co-op student because I worked in an anechoic chamber, which is basically a box about the size of a Yugo running tests on high-end equipment. And I sat there in this box by myself, like reading books, you know, while I was running these tests, I thought, mm. surely there are other things engineers can do. <laughs> right. And I love the motto of Georgia Tech, which is we don't make them all, we break it. Mm. And, um, you know, whether I was at Verizon and I had some just phenomenal 
phenomenal opportunities, um, amazing mentors um, that just would, you know, bring me into a system that was broken, that needed to be fixed. And it was always launching something typically very innovative in a company that wasn't ready to do those kinds of innovations or didn't understand what it was. And I'd come into it, I would be working with teams that had no idea sort of what the point of what we were trying to do and really no particular interest in figuring out ways to sort of a Verizon example is figuring out how to launch something called personal communication service, which is a precursor to mobile inside a company that, you know, mo- nobody had cell phones. And, you know, and, and I had um, leaders that were asking questions like, why would you want your calls to follow you around? You know, right. now it's like everybody's phone is there. Exactly. It's like an appendage, it's a leash, right? Yeah. <laughs> a leash and an appendage. So, but to figure out inside this corporate culture, how to motivate and excite people about something and get their buy-in because my model for how I think teams work isn't a top-down model. I mean, certainly there is always a component of, you know, what's the North Star that we're heading towards and creating that vision. Mm-hmm. But how, you know, how people get engaged, feel taken care of, but also able to contribute is a key aspect. That's awesome. Sounds like you're an innovator, to say the least. And, you know, being able to, like you said, like sometimes you have a square peg in a round hole and you try to force that square peg in. But it sounds like you would definitely preach on you know, creating that environment where that person that is a square peg, so to speak, can cultivate and, and, and flourish. So I guess, could you tell me, I guess, a little bit more about Fox Gloves? What are you doing with Fox Gloves? Sure. How are you supporting the clients? So, um, so one of my aspects of, you know, what I wanted to do next, because I had looked at and joining companies full time and I had talked with a bunch of CEOs that had, were very interested in trying to recruit me. And when I sat with them, I, you know, I started to realize I could do more and add more value by actually working with these CEOs that were struggling, that were losing sleep, they're working constantly, feeling like they're never getting ahead, stressed out, not vacationing, not taking care of themselves, you know, and teams that are spinning in the wrong direction, you know, and trying to being successful because the market is successful, but also sort of not feeling that like we're all cohesive and moving along. And so, so that kind of ended up evolving, you know, and basically I was walking with one CEO and suddenly that CEO was a client (laughs) and, um, you know, and I, I formed companies before. In fact, this is my fourth one. And, you know, I have a vision for, you know, how I want my life to look, but also how I can help other executives and teams, you know, feel happy, right, and happy and fulfilled, and they're participating and adding value. So that was kind of the impetus that led me to form Fox Clubs. And um, the name, it's actually, uh, if you look it up, it is a beautiful and deadly flower, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love sort of the, uh, the model of like Fox Clubs, like kids clubs, yeah. like sort of putting a spin on it. That makes sense. And um, I usually ask for a secret sauce, but you might have already touched on that. Do you feel like that is what kind of distinguishes you, you being able to kind of bring all those different facets together into one? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, so when I when we set out to transform Crystal City, you know, we said I, we want a place that is active, artful, accessible, green, innovative, and creative. Mm-hmm. And to do that, to create that, you have to be that. You know, so, and to me, those were the things that I thought made a well-rounded community, but also make a well-rounded person, you know, and I'm a, a runner or do yoga, I'm 32 years vegetarian, so I try to take 
try very hard to take very good care of my body and, um, you know, but also to, you know, it's, it's just a good way to be active and explore. I mean, some of these vacations that I go on are cycling or hiking or canyoning nice. <laughs> vacations and big adventures, <laughs> yeah. you know, so that there's the, the fitness piece, you know, and we, we don't want to get to, you know, I'm, I'm 75 and now I'm falling apart because I didn't take care of myself all along. Right. And then on the artful piece, you know, I, um, I, I love theater. Mm-hmm. And I would find that theater and arts, like when you're working really crazy hours, mm-hmm. you go to a play at like an edgy theater, which was, you know, Wally Mammoth is the one I'm thinking of specifically. And at the end of the play, it's like you've rehumanized, you're rehuman, you know, right. you're, you know you're human again. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so that's the artful piece, you know, so make and So that's why we're putting art all over Crystal City was to make it aspirational and inspirational and colorful and vibrant, <laughs> accessible. They need to be accessible. Plus, you know, if you're spending your life on the road, wherever you get, you're stressed yeah. You know, so to walk to an airport versus sit traffic to an airport or to walk to walk two blocks to your office versus you're, you're commuting an hour plus each way. Right. Um, green is the environmental component. You know, yeah. I think we all have a responsibility to give back and take care of, um, you know, our world in that way. And so, like, but to actually do those things, you have to be those things. And that's that authentic from the inside. And um, you know, that's what I try and do with, the, you know, a lot of my executives, like some of the you know, so my clients like will have big meetings and in between we'll hike mm. or we'll bike or we'll do things that are, you know, also fitness oriented so right. that we're just kind of bringing other aspects of our brain or we'll go to an art exhibit right. and look at that so that we're taking care of the whole person. That makes perfect sense. And it's funny because a lot of times you're quote unquote thinking outside the box, but you're just being authentic to who you are. And sometimes that's where those great ideas and that perspective come from when you're doing something that's other than the norm, I should say. Absolutely. I mean, it's almost like a, you know, a version of meditation or mm-hmm. mindfulness or taking your mind off. You know, sometimes, right. you know, I, I remember we were um, hosting a big photo event and we we're trying to come up with a name. You know, we had a whole crystal. There was a lot of light elements to everything we were doing, but we couldn't come up with a name. And I, you know, I went to bed. I was like, you know what? I can't think about this anymore. <laughs> I went to sleep. Like the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, I wake up. I'm like, flash. And that was what we called it. You know, uh, so it, which was a perfect name when yeah. you think about it. Photography, mm-hmm. light, flash. You know, yeah. and so, uh, but that's kind of the sometimes when you take your mind off. You know, focus on other things or sleep, take care of yourself. <laughs> right. You know, suddenly you get a eureka moment. Exactly, know? exactly, because you're too close to it. So that makes perfect sense. So um, now I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but it's something that you feel makes you more effective and efficient as a business owner. Effective and efficient as a business owner. So I'm very, very much paperless, mm-hmm. you know, and not trying to keep track of a bunch of papers, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, clutter, you know, so having a very decluttered, de-papered, there's an environmental aspect of it, right. but a lot of the things, what, you know, my, my calendar is sort of my to-do list, my organizer, right. you know, everything that I'm keeping track of, you know, my son's schedule, you right. know, so it's, it's, and it's color coded mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because I used to have a, um, a print version and I would like color mark everything. Yeah. Right? It's much easier <laughs> to do electronically yeah. and at least change things because you know, once you put a highlighter on, so, but you know, I, it's just part of like how my life is infused with color in general. And so I can look at it and I know what I'm focused on. Okay. So this is my son, right. right. You know, and right. So it's kind of a little way just to you know, keep things a little simpler. Yeah. But the other aspect is, you know, when I'm with clients, you know, doing something that's creative. So it's not just sitting straight on having a conversation, but maybe we're hiking 
maybe we're at some awesome art exhibit like um, the Herschel exhibit right now. There's a scully, which is colorful and beautiful. And so we're talking as we're also absorbing some of the environment. And I think that, um, you know, when you start to engage with your right brain at the same time as your left brain, mm-hmm. that it's a really great way to unlock creativity. So both of those are my little tricks. Awesome. Well, we love those and I uh, definitely appreciate you for sharing. And now I wanted to ask you for a CEO nugget. And this might be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say, if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? So it's interesting because uh, my dad was a CEO mm-hmm. and um, I remember asking him at one point, you know, what's the, you know, what's the one piece? Yeah. And he said, you know, choose your bosses very carefully. And my corollary, if you will, on that is, you know, choose who you work with carefully. You know, make sure you are aligned. I'm a very missionary driven, very internally authentic. You know, I really want to add value person. I'm not motivated by externals, money, things, you know. Um, so align yourself. Obviously, you want to have different views and opinions, but make sure you really are engaged with the people that you're working with and that you're aligned on how, what your styles are. And so I'm very careful of picking that front. That makes sense. You be careful of your environment and the company you keep. So that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And it's great to hear that you still incorporate that yeah. from your father. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, okay. which is the definition of being a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show, but hopefully spark a conversation around entrepreneurship, business and what it means to be a CEO. So I wanted to ask you, what does being a CEO mean to you? So it's very interesting because when I first started career-wise, I, I always thought of myself as like, I would be a COO. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I would, I'm a horrible COO <laughs> because that's where you get into. And I, I mean, I can do the detail right. and I will always like, there have been plenty of times where I will get in there and like dig in and I'm like doing whatever needs to be done in right. a court in a storm. Right. But the reality is that creativity piece, that motivation piece, that like putting teams together and really sort of thinking at, you know, looking at a system and seeing it differently, that's the vision component. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, CEO is certainly the vision component, but it's also figuring out the execution component, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to be able to get stuff done. It's not enough to just have the ideas. It's not enough to just drive and do stuff without a, a real good vision for where you're heading. So to me, it's sort of aligning those things, connecting those things with the team. Right. That is what being a CEO means. Makes perfect sense. Well, uh, Angie, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out of your schedule. What Absolutely. I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there is anything additional you want to let our readers or listeners know, and then also how best people can get a hold of you. I know a lot of, uh, of my friends, you know, they're very big. They've got their five-year plan, and they know where they're headed. And mine has always been more of an unfolding Mm-hmm. which is probably a little yogi a little bit in me. It's like to sort of, you know, flow and sometimes there's ebb and there's not as much going on and sort of trusting that kind of period of ambiguity. And then mm-hmm. the other times when you're full on, you know, that it's like it's, yeah. you, know, you get the breaks and might sort of, you know, hand you those when you need them. Right. Sometimes even if you don't think you need them. So, you know, that's a, that's a big piece for me. And, but really that gets back to, you know, what makes you happy, mm-hmm. you know, and there are a lot of unhappy lonely, you know, and we never know what's going on with the person next to us and you know, finding ways to truly connect with other people, you know, that is just to me what really matters, you know, whether it's connecting with my 15 year old son, you know, or connecting with my team or my clients or my friends, you know, that, that, that at the end of the day experiences 
moments, memories, but above all, it's people and relationships. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, we're always so much more alike than we sometimes give ourselves credit for. So it's important to kind of connect and and reach out and find out what's going on with anybody else. Right, absolutely. Yeah, well, awesome. And if somebody wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way? So the best way to reach me would probably be, so there's Twitter, Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, at Crystal A. Foxy. (laughs) Instagram, Angela D. Fox. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I have not done the whole website thing yet. Mm -hmm. Um, It will be coming eventually. So, Mm -hmm. and also you can um, find me on LinkedIn. Awesome. And we'll make sure to have those links in the show notes, but I truly appreciate you for taking some time out. Hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.